Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Welcome, welcome, and welcome again to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, Jim Ficklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. That's right, each and every Monday night from 9 p.m., that's 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock on the Central Time Zone, 7 in the Mountain, and 6 o'clock in the Pacific, and no matter where you are around the globe, uh, we are here on the Soul of America Radio bringing to you this show, Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This show has been designed with you in mind, a show of empowerment, a show of encouragement, a show of restoration and healing, a show that directly addresses the issue of domestic and sexual violence, abuse that is caused by uh, intimate partner violence, rejection, loss, abandonment, all of those things there, whatever that you may be uh, from, this show is designed with you in mind. We do apologize for the delay, technical difficulties that get on the air, but we are live now on the airway, and I want you to tell a friend, tell a neighbor to tune in to us right here on www.soulofamericaradio.com, or if they like to listen in, they can listen in tonight at area code. Uh, 323-784-9638. Eric Code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. That is how you join us on the airways tonight. And I'm so glad that everyone that have come on tonight to be with us. We are excited about tonight's show. Uh, we just feel like we have a lot that we want to bring forth on tonight, uh, a lot that needs to be said. Um, there's a lot that needs to be conveyed tonight. And we hope that this will be a lifeline to so many so many that may be on the outside looking in, so many that may have been silenced uh, by their shame, so many that may have been in a position where the, that they have been left to feel as that their voice was not important. Uh, so inside of all of that, I encourage each and every one of you to be uh, proactive tonight. I want to invite each and every one of you to be a part of something tonight that I think will make a tremendous difference. So I want to open up the lines even starting now. Erico 323 784 Erico 323-784-9638. Erico 323-784-9238. That is the number that you can reach. I am so glad that you've joined us on tonight. Listen, this is the last Monday night in the month of March, and I think there's much to be said. There are a lot of things that have taken place and a lot of things that need to happen, and we just got to continue to talk about what we're dealing with today in our society. The impact of domestic violence, of course, goes beyond just the violence in and of itself. That is what we see physically happen. In many ways, that is the, that is the climax of so many other things that have occurred before the actual violence start. But in order to just 
justify that statement or to uh, substantiate that statement. We also admit the fact different forms and many different types. That abuse is not just uh, physical, but abuse, but abuse is also verbal, is emotional, it's psychological, it's sexual, it is economical, it is even spiritual abuse, and it happens, people, way too often. And the ramifications from it reaches deep and reaches far and wide. I like to say this, that you have to understand that even though the abuse may stop, even when the abuse has stopped, you've got to understand that the effect goes on and on and on. And oftentimes, it is felt and it is seen manifested even in adulthood inside of lives that, that they don't even realize what have happened to them. I think that we all bear responsibility to uh, continue to not only raise this flag and to continue to have this dialogue and this conversation, but I think we all bear the responsibility. We all bear the responsibility to communicating and make sure that we begin to create upstanders and not uh, bystanders, that we have an opportunity to do some things that are extremely important for us in this day and time. And what that means is simply this, people, is that we've got to be able to now disseminate this information in a way that we don't re-victimize victims, that we don't put this su subject matter inside of a box, but we begin to understand the necessary uh, means of empowerment. And we've got to be willing to do some unconventional things. It is very sad to think that now that the movement has been well established over 30-something years, 40 years, and yet we have made a lot of progress, but still there's been a lot of stagnation inside of a lot of things that has not been done. It's been stagnation because of the fact of the things that are uh, – that we have found ourselves philosophically uh, stuck inside of. And so what we have to continue to do uh, is continue to make this a hot-button subject, one that we must talk about and we must begin to address on every stretch of imagination. And so I want to make sure that you understand the purpose of this show tonight. I really believe this, tonight's show is for everyone who feel like they've been shut out. Tonight's show is for everyone who feel like perhaps their voice have not been heard. Tonight's show is for those survivors that may be out there who may have been uh, once upon a time a victim. I think tonight's show is about them coming forth, allowing their voice to be heard, that they may empower other voices to come forth. I believe tonight is about empowerment, hope and healing, a journey to wholeness. I believe tonight is about reconciling with the fact that you are not responsible for the abuse that occurs to you. I believe that we must change the framework and the narrative that we have so carefully followed for so many years, oftentimes that have left us devoid of real answers and, most of all, devoid of real healing. I believe that safety is absolutely important, that the first order of the day for the person who may be suffering at the hand of domestic violence is the fact that they are safe. But safety is not the end of the journey. I believe that we must go beyond just safety. I believe that we must begin to understand that this issue goes beyond the physical abuse. In other words, even when a victim gets out of an abusive relationship, though the abuse have not stopped, it does not mean the effects of the abuse have stopped, because oftentimes the effect of it is seen inside of the children. The effect is seen inside of uh, the way that they process. And tonight we want to address a lot of those issues, because I believe tonight is about healing. So as we open up the lines tonight, Erico code 323 that is how you join us tonight. If have a question or comment, be our guest. Simply get the number one on your keypad. That allows our engineer to, to let us know that you want to come on the air. You don't have to give your name if you don't like. As a matter of fact, if you even have a story to share, it's all right to share that story about a friend that you have. But most of all, we think that your voice is incredibly uh, crucial tonight inside of where we're trying to go. We believe that there has to be healing. There has to be healing and empowerment inside of our uh, communities, inside of our families. Without that being the case, no amount of commercials that you see on television will begin to reverse the damage that has been done over a period of time. No amount of commercials will be able to eradicate the effect and the damages of domestic violence. I want to bring to your attention a case that just happened a month or so ago in Houston, Texas. And there was a case that, that happened where here's a young lady who had been receiving calls. Her 
estranged uh, her significant other had been not only calling her, but had tried to communicate with her hundreds of times before he showed up to her job where he killed her at. Now, many will say, okay, that's an isolated incident. But for every story that I can share with you about a particular case, I can tell you there are a hundred more that fits very much the same script. Here's a young lady who's very young, 20-something years old, being murdered there on the job. Imagine how traumatic it was for the co-worker as well. But then let's consider the fact she left behind children. Think about the far-reaching, uh, the far-reaching impact of these type of situations. I want to set the record straight. As a man, as an advocate, as a practitioner, as a person who deals with this subject matter, I want to set the record straight tonight. Let's make it clear once and for all. The victim is not responsible for the abuse that they incur at the hand of someone who is determined to have control and determined to make their life a living nightmare. So we got to stop re-victimizing a victim. I want you to know that, listen, this is why this subject matter is so important inside of our homes. Even if you're not a victim of domestic violence, consider this, that domestic violence is a learned behavior, folks. It is learned. It's not genetically coded. It is not something that's passed along in your bloodstream. It is a learned behavior. And so being exposed to domestic violence is a very, very strong indicator that that individual will either become future victims of domestic violence or they will perpetrate violence themselves. That brings us back to the point of when we begin to look at the cycle of how this thing happened. We're not trying to apologize, to be apologetic for abusers, but we must take in consideration that in many cases, these abusers are the exact same ones. These are the little Freddies and the little Bennies and the little Robert and the little Johns that grew up watching the same type of behavior perpetrated in front of them when their mother was victims of abuse. Many times, especially among communities of color, where we are not so readily to embrace things like therapy and, and, and embrace things like counseling, and we're not so ready to embrace it, so oftentimes our children have been exposed to it, many times being dramatically impacted by this, and we go on as if nothing has happened. But children suffer at what we call post-traumatic stress disorder as well. And it manifests itself in a number of ways. And because we're not educated about it enough, because we have not been informed enough about it, we go along thinking that, wow, our kids are okay because we don't see what we consider expected, recognizable symptoms in their behavior. But I want to serve notice tonight that this type of abuse here continues to go on, and it impacts children. And sometimes you don't see it come out in, uh, in a way that is visibly uh, uh, detectable uh, until they're later on in life. Many children end up, inside of an abusive relationship, many of them end up also committing suicide or attempted suicide. We don't have that conversation enough. We don't have a conversation to understand the connection between domestic violence, exposure to domestic violence, and bullying. See, so many social ills that we begin to see in our society, folks, they wasn't manufactured in a test tube. They weren't manufactured in a laboratory somewhere. Folks, it came out of the home. It came as behavior that has been exposed and has been perpetrated in the midst of the children. There's an Ashante proverb, and you often hear me say this, that says that the ruin, the ruin, the R-U-I-N of a nation begins in the homes of its people. So, folks, there's a responsibility. There's a responsibility to go beyond our traditional and conventional parenting classes. There's a responsibility that goes beyond just uh, the little things that we pass out as pamphlets. People, the very next generation is impacted by what happens today inside of the issue of domestic violence. You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. If you'd like to call in and be a guest, you can call in area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. And if you'd like to be a guest, simply hit number one on your keypad that lets our producer and engineer know that you want to come on the air. You don't have to give your name if you do not desire, but we definitely welcome your comment, your questions, and your story. If you're there tonight and you want to share a story. 
story, a share part of a story that could actually be the difference between someone who might be listening today or somebody who might go back and listen to this on podcast, it could be the difference between them breaking out or staying in. That's just how valuable your story is. That is the reason. While we encourage you not to uh, not to uh, continue to be silent, that we must break the silence because our silence only serves to perpetuate the violence. What do you mean by that? I mean that our silence about the issue of domestic violence oftentimes gives consent. For every person who says, I know someone who's been abused, for every person who says that I know my neighbor is, my cousin is, or whoever, but you never say nothing, you never intervene, you never do anything, understand that your silence actually gives consent. And I believe that we are at the point in time in our society that we have to stand up, we have to speak out, we have to begin to uh, uh, make sure that we are no longer silent. We must move from being just a bystander to becoming an upstander. That means that we're willing to speak up and speak out. You know, I give this illustration every now and then as I wait for your call tonight. There we go, 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us on tonight. But I give the example when I was growing up as a young boy in Selma, Alabama, and I can recall being the seventh child uh, uh, born to my parents, the seventh child, six girls, four boys, and I was uh, I had five sisters that were older than I was. So the the incredible uh, experience of growing up watching older sisters when they reached the age when they were quote unquote courting or dating, it was humorous to a certain degree because of my dad's standards. And so my dad, when he finally gave in and said, okay, you can't have company or court, it was an interesting thing because he had a set of rules that if you were going to come, you had to be there for a certain period of time or not beyond a certain period of time, and it was time to go. And I can recall so vividly my father would oftentimes, when that time was approaching for those guys to be gone, he would get up and he would walk through the living room where they would be entertaining their company. And my dad would simply clear his throat. <clears throat> and he would clear his throat, go on to the kitchen, and maybe stay in the kitchen for about five, maybe eight minutes. And he did so as if he was drinking water, uh, drinking uh, coffee or something. But dad did that for that amount of time. And what was interesting is what would happen when he came back. Because, see, the clearing of the throat was basically to let the young man know that <clears throat> that I'm observant of you and that it's time to go. And so when he made his way back through the house and the young man was still there, it was interesting that Dad would come right in the middle of the room. He stopped. He'd look at his clock, look at his watch, and say to the young man, hey, it's getting late. It's time for you to go. People have to go to bed here. You say, well, what does that have to do with this? I pull out of this story of dad not wanting to really embarrass my sisters or embarrass the young man. So his first thing that he did was that he would pass through and he would <clears throat> clear his throat. Clear his throat made it known to the young man that I see you. I am here. And I'm saying to you that around individuals that you know that are being impacted by domestic violence, if you don't have the courage quite yet to speak up and say something, you ought to at least clear your throat. Clear your throat. Something symbolic to say that I see you, that I do not condone this, that I am here for you, victim, if, if, if you need me. We cannot afford to have silence because it is never silent long. We see the manifestation of what happens inside of these type of relationship. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Thickland. I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. Now, there are many callers that are on the board, and there are many that are listening by way of the Internet, www.soulofamericaradio.com. But I want to open it up. It is open line and open mic right now for those that are, might have a question or those that might want to share. Eric code 323-784-9638, and just simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our engineer and producer know that you want to come on the air and we will get you on the airway tonight. That is the way you get here. I have a story to share, and I'm going to be right back with you right after this commercial break. Listen, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin, and we'll be right back. After this.
If you're listening via internet, you're probably seeing a series of advertisements. Please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in soulful talk radio. by choice to fellowship on Facebook is a spiritual, drama-free, judgment-free fellowship forum for like minds to share in encouragement through testimonies, scriptures, music, prayer, worship, and fellowship. It is our desire to be an oasis of hope in the midst of the deserts and wilderness of life's most challenging experiences. We welcome you for prayer requests as well as your testimonies as we collectively operate as thermostats changing life's experience through God's leading in His Word. Join us as we empower lives and shape destinies. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship on Facebook through a search you can find us. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. I am Indy Harlem too, and I am fighting the power on the Soul of America Radio. Worldwide Coast to Coast Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Soar. And now back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Wow, thank you so very much. Uh, apparently the mute had come on the line, and so we're back. Thank you so very much uh, there for letting us know that we were not being uh, heard there, and I don't know how long that has been uh, not being heard. Uh, uh, checking now with the producer. There were a few callers that dropped. Wow, a few people that said, I can't hear you. Wow, you're on. So I do apologize for that, and I'm so glad. Uh, uh, I'm so glad that you're there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great thing tonight because when we begin to have this conversation and we begin to recognize the impact of our presence, the impact of what we do, the impact of our knowledge and how it makes a difference in the lives of so many people, then we will continue to be proactive. And, uh, and I am so grateful because, in fact, I believe there is an army rising up. I believe there's an army of individuals who understand the long-term impact. Think about our children. We're told children learn what they live and they live what they learn. That is what we're told. And so we, we know that that is the case. And so when they live what they learn and they learn what they live, what else are we dealing with? We're dealing with the fact that that means that our kids are taught. They're taught that abuse is correct. They're taught that the abnormal is normal, and we cannot afford to perpetuate that lesson. So we have to look at the things that we must do, because if we refuse to do it, then what happens is that we continue to perpetuate this even to the next generation. And the next generation oftentimes becomes even more vicious than the generation before it. So there. So I want to give you some other things to look at inside of this. Take your calls as you're calling in tonight, area code 323-784-9638, and that's so very important. Some of the things that we have to understand is that when we begin to see uh, things happen inside of a relationship that's going bad, is that many times uh, the perpetrator won't just uh, injure or harm their uh, significant other, but oftentimes we begin to see this type of uh, control, this type of uh, behavior uh, taken out even on the animals, the pets. I can recall a story several years ago that was so horrific where the individual actually, the individual 
actually put their significant other's uh, animal, their pet, their cat, in the microwave. We've seen uh, in cases, I can recall a story happening right here in the state of Florida some years ago where uh, the individual who uh, could not take no for an answer with uh, his estranged uh, partner became so irate that he literally beheaded her cat and came and presented the cat to her with the head of the cat inside of a top hat. These are the type of things that we oftentimes see that happen. And when we see these type of things happening and we continue to see these type of behavior, listen, they generally do not get better. It must be a deliberate attempt, desire to change things around. It must be an intentional desire to make a difference, to change the way that we think and change the way that we do things. It is imperative that when we begin to look at the situation as it relates to domestic violence, that we recognize that the fact that we all bear a responsibility, we all bear a responsibility in changing the dynamics. The dynamics changing falls in our hand. That means that we have to speak up and do something. So you say, what can I do? i tell you what you can do. Number one, you can listen. Number two, you can demonstrate what is correct behavior. Thirdly, you can break silence, meaning the fact that you have to understand that it's important to every victim to know that there's someone that cares. Secondarily, you can learn more about this. Get involved with movement. Get involved with undergirding organizations that directly serve uh, people that are impacted by domestic violence. It'll make all the difference in the world. That is how you help. That is how you get involved, and I say that is how you make a difference. Listen, we're coming up on the top of the hour, and that means that we're getting ready to go into the last final stretch of the show tonight. And um, I'm going to come right back after this particular commercial break. Enjoy this commercial break. Much information, and I'll be back after the break. Show tonight as we talk about the long term 
impact of domestic violence and why we must uh, expose it and bring it to the forefront. And we have on the call tonight, I'm going to bring our caller in uh, on the line tonight, and I'm going to say welcome to Hope and Healing. Journey to Wholeness, you're on the air. Okay, good night. Good evening. Good evening. Um, First of all, I want to say that you made a very crucial statement in the beginning of the statement. The victim is not responsible for the abuse. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as a domestic violence survivor, I support this statement 100%, and victims need to know this. Um, in the past, I myself have experienced statements or mindsets of, from family, friends, or other people that made me feel that I was indeed responsible for the abusive behavior. Like, for example, statements or comments such as these were thrown, continually thrown in my face. Um, they would say, what did you do to cause them to hit you or act up or Maybe if you do what he says, he won't treat you badly. Or when he is around or sitting in a pew, he is calm. You are the one responsible for it. You are the one who causes trouble. And lastly, after years of hearing this, lastly, the victim, the victim herself may even feel that she is responsible for the abuse. She may feel as though she instigated or started things, and therefore deserves the cruel treatment uh, from her abuser. And unfortunately, unfortunately, when the victim believes this, that she is actually responsible for it, she will stay longer in the abusive relationship. Okay? Again, just family, again, our family, friends, or even other people who support the abusive individuals, may blame the victim for the abuse. So thank you for letting the community know that the victim is not responsible. You know, and your point undergird that in such a great way because what happens is that when we re-victimize or we try to make the victim responsible for the abuse, then what we're saying is, guess what? You know what? You can fix this. And that is not it's not up to the victim to fix it at all. It is the behavior of the person who is perpetrating abuse, responsibility to fix it. And for those individuals that continue to make victims walk on eggshells, family members that they love, and this is not a scolding, it's just that they need to understand how those type of statements and oftentimes those type of questions does re-victimize the victim. And it actually works in counterproductive to what that person, meaning that family member or friend, really wants. You want them out of it. You want them to be safe. But yet it's still when you make statements like, if you would only do this, then maybe he wouldn't do that. Or if you only did that, then maybe this wouldn't happen. And so you're putting that responsibility there. The real question is, how many of those family members, friends, and well-wishers ever speak to the perpetrator? How many really say to him, man, why do you abuse her? Or, man, why don't you stop abusing her? How many say to that perpetrator, man, what is it that you're trying to accomplish in, a, in doing this type of behavior? No one holds the, uh, holds the perpetrator accountable. And yet it's still the victim oftentimes is left responsible to fix the relationship. They're left responsible mm-hmm. to try to make it work. They're left responsible uh, to try to clean up the mess that they did not cause. And for those that say, well, they, they just, uh, they just uh, you know, lost control, let me say something to you. Mm-hmm. Domestic violence is not about the abuser losing control. As a matter of fact, it's more of a testament of the abuser being in control. It's more of a testament of the abuser knowing exactly what they're doing where they're doing it, why they're doing it, and when to do it. I want to say that again. Because if it was about them losing control, why aren't they losing control in abusing their boss? Why aren't they losing control in abusing their family members? Why aren't they losing control in abusing other individuals? Why aren't they losing control in uh, doing this in uh, open settings most time? Why is it that they do it behind closed doors if it's just a matter of them losing control? And so we cannot buy into that type of ideology that uh, uh, that it was about losing control. No, 
It is really about that person really being in control and wanting to be in control and doing everything they can to maintain this type of control. And this is what we have to understand. We cannot, and I want to say this, we cannot afford to uh, continue to re-victimize victims of domestic violence, regardless of who they are. Secondarily, we have to also keep in mind, as I said earlier, that because the abuse stops, doesn't mean that the impact of the effect of the abuse is instantly gone. Coming out of a domestic violence relationship, uh, a situation, is a process. It's a process that takes longer for some than maybe others. And yet it still it doesn't make that person any worse or any uh, less des- less uh, deserving to of respect and dignity because it may have taken them longer to come out. We have to consider that the impact of this type of violence it reaches so far and reaches so deep that that the the, the impact of just a trauma itself takes a long time to get over. And so, though I commend all the work about safety, and we definitely want to see a victim and our family and our children safe, first and foremost. But I want to submit that that's not the end of the journey. The journey to wholeness, the journey to wholeness and healing is a long journey in many cases. And one that oftentimes needs support from people who really love them and understand that re-victimizing them does not empower them, does not give them the tools that they need, and does not give them the sense of a, the sense of a, a being restored that they need. And so that's very important. And I thank you so very much for sharing those points uh, tonight because those points are very, very well taken. Eric code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Eric code 323-784-9638. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Fitland, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. And so even now, if you'd like to call in, if you'd like to have a question or a comment, simply hit number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the air, and we will get you on the air in the time that we have left. We have about uh, about uh, maybe 16 minutes left in the show tonight, but we really desire your call, your opinion, your voice could help empower another. Area code 323-784-9638. Now, for those of you that are listening uh, to me tonight uh, and follow me, you can follow me on Facebook. We have a few pages on Facebook there. One of our pages is Domestic Violence. It is your business right on Facebook. Join that. That is an open group page, Domestic Violence. It is your business. A lot of the information that you hear us on the show, a lot of things are posted there, a lot of testimonials, ways to get out, resources, uh, the impact of domestic violence, and, and a lot of things that you hear me sharing you will find on that page tonight. And also we have another page that I call the antithesis to that page is that we have a page that Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page, Destiny by Choice, Roman numeral 2 Fellowship page. This is a page where it's really a drama-free uh, social media page that is there for inspiration, encouragement. It is there for uplifting. It's a page that you can go on and uh, literally, and you're going to always find encouragement, and you're welcome to join that page there and be a part of that process today. And, of course, you can always reach me at the J.R. Thicklin page on Facebook as we continue to do this work, as we continue to raise awareness as we continue to educate, also to advocate, but also to galvanize the efforts of many that understands that domestic violence is simply unacceptable in our society today. That is how you reach us today. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I invite your comments and I invite your questions in on tonight because it's absolutely crucial. It is absolutely crucial. inside of the work that we're doing, inside of the things that needs to be done. It is absolutely crucial that we find ourselves breaking the silence. That's right. Break the silence. Break the silence. And when we break the silence, we will begin to make a difference inside of this work of domestic violence. And so the other part I want to say while we have this time together is this, is that we have to begin to call men into this type of a movement. We need men, well-meaning socially responsible men that will stand up and totally speak out against this issue of domestic violence, and that will begin to eradicate this issue. Because when men begin to hold other men uh, 
accountable, it will make a great difference in our society, and we must do so. That means that men have to stand up and say, listen, we're not going to stand around, sit around. I'm not laughing at those type of jokes that continue to uh, demoralize women. I'm not going to continue to be a part of those things that continue to put them down, because let me say something to you. It's an interesting thing, because the fact that when we participate in that type of behavior, it really says a lot about our character. It says a lot about our character. Even if we say, well, you know, it wasn't me that said it, but, man, it's definitely you that's condoning it. It's like the silence. See, if we sit around and don't say anything, we're condoning it. For the person that could see someone being bullied and just stand there and say nothing, you might as well have your pom-poms and cheer it along because your silence does perpetuate the violence. Area code 323-784-963. That is how you reach us tonight. Area code 323-784-9638. That is the number in which you can reach us here. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I am your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so glad that you've joined us. Listen, with less than 15 minutes left in the program, I am taking your call tonight. If you desire to have a question and or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you have a question and a comment, and we want to get you on tonight and have you to share. Because I believe this, that when you share and when you begin to share your story or bring your point out, it gives a voice to those that may be in their own silence. Survivors are this. Survivors are spokespersons that have overcome, that have gone through the process, have gone through the hurt and pain, and they have come out victorious saying that I will survive and I will not go under and that I will continue to speak up, and I will continue to speak out against these type of atrocities that are there. And so it's very important to do so. And so when I, when I, when I say this today, you've you got to recognize this, that it takes people speaking out against this. And I want to say this because I said here a few seconds ago about men uh, uh, standing up and speaking out against this type of violence. It is absolutely necessary. It is necessary because, of fact, we have to look at men being engaged because men are also a part of this. Watch this. Men who are exposed to domestic violence as children are three to four times more likely to perpetuate a perpetrate, I should say, intimate partner violence as adults than men who did not experience domestic abuse as children. So I say this to every man, to every man, to every father. Think about what are you doing? What are you exposing your children to? Especially what are you exposing your little boys to? You wonder why they will grow up and end up doing the same type thing? It is something that we must take a hold of because, in fact, listen, perhaps you got by with it, or perhaps your son might not be as fortunate. Every minute, 20 people are victims of intimate partner violence in our society. People, this is unheard of, and it should not be the thing that is happening in this day and time. And I told you, no domestic violence across the economic and ethnic line, and though every race and ethnicity is is uh, impacted by domestic violence, keep in mind that black women experience intimate partner violence at rates 35% higher than white women. Keep in mind, not only is that the case, but keep in mind the fact that women, one in four women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime, and one in seven men will also experience that. Intimate partner violence isn't just something that relegates itself to just the prime of one's life or the decline of one's life. It is the leading cause of female homicide and injury-related deaths during pregnancy. Did you hear what I said? That the woman leading cause of death for a female homicide is intimate partner violence. These things are very, very important here. And that when we consider in a civilized country such as the United States of America that every nine seconds a woman is beaten in, in a domestic violence situation. And so it goes far and it reaches deep. And we have to understand that when we see this happening, I want you, I don't want you to you know, zoom part where I tell you about is the leading cause of injury-related deaths during pregnancy. Babies that are dying, babies that are born uh, with fetal abnormalities due to domestic violence. These are things that are, that are very important. And then if that wasn't enough, you think about women and, and those individuals who may 
be mentally challenged or physically challenged. And what research shows us that women with disabilities are 40% more likely to experience intimate partner violence, especially severe violence than women without disabilities. So once again, there is no barrier. There is no barrier to this. This type of behavior is literally barbaric. It should not be happening. But, you know, we have to speak up and we have to speak out. We have to begin to sound the alarm. We must be part of the solution and not the problem. Eric, that's how you reach us. We're on the back end of our time together tonight. But I want to say something tonight as we're wrapping up. Each and every one of us today bear a responsibility. A responsibility that we are our brothers and our sisters' keeper. But understand that our knowledge, our love, and our support has a far, far more reaching arm than the than the than the anger and the hatred and the biases of this type of behavior. The only thing that can be longer than the reach of our arm is our silence. So our silence gives consent. Our silence says that it's okay. Our silence says that, you know, they'll be all right. Our silence says, says it's not our business. Our silence says, you know what, they'll find their way through it. Our silence says that isn't as bad as it looks. That's what our silence says. Sometimes one act of kindness, one non-judgmental listening ear, one can I, one question, is there anything I can do for you, can be the difference between a person's life or death. As we wind this down, I want to make sure that we understand that getting out of these type of relationships are not always the easiest thing in the world. As a matter of fact, they're not easy at all, people. Consider the fact that uh, research says that the average number of time that a victim leaves an abusive relationship before they leave it for good is seven times. Imagine the number of women that shows up to emergency rooms and hospitals all the time. Matter of fact, our research says that 36% of all emergency room visits to the emergency room visits by female are directly related to domestic violence. Folks, this is not a small matter. It's a large matter. I gave you some numbers earlier that were staggering. I gave you some statistics earlier that blows our mind. And, folks, we're not just talking about statistics here. We're talking about lives because every one of these are directly tied to a life. Every one of them, every one is directly tied and connected to life. So it doesn't matter what it may look like on the surface. It is tied to a life. Someone has been affected by it. Every number represents a person. Every number says something. It says something about our society. It says something about how we have allowed silence to be the loudest voice. And now we all are left with a decision to make. What is it that we will do about it? There's much work to be done. Those that are in position to help. There literally needs to be trained how to help so that they become part of the solution and not part of the problem. It's absolutely imperative that that happens. It's imperative that we recognize that this type of abuse here doesn't stop on its own, but it becomes what it needs to become when we're willing to stand up and speak out. People, the time is now. Not next week, not next year, not five years from now. No, not when they pass the right laws. No, not when the right person gets in office. No, the time is now. There are some things that you and I can do now that will make a difference profoundly in the lives of so many. So as we get ready to close the show tonight, I want to leave off by making sure that I make sure that you understand that if you know someone that's in an abusive relationship, feel free to go back to any of these shows that we do. They're available for you. Go back to www.soulofamericaradio.com. Go back there to past shows or archive shows, and you pull the show. You can email us to a person. It's a not. It's it, 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 it's a podcast. As a matter of fact, let me let me 
actually something that you can do. You can go, those of you that have smartphones of any sort, whether they be iPhones or, or they be uh, Android phones, you can download our app. Go to your, play, go to your uh, app store on your phone and simply put in Soul of America Radio. Soul of America Radio. Uh, and when you do so, you should come up with the app. It will download immediately, and you have the opportunity to go back and play any show that's on this network, not just Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, but the Tony Stallings show and the other shows that are on this network, and it's there for you. And perhaps if you don't feel comfortable in talking to someone about it, perhaps you say, listen, I listened to this great show the other night. Hey, I want you to listen to it. I thought it was insightful. Give them an opportunity to be able to not only listen to the show, but the opportunity to see a difference made. That is how it works. That is how we make a difference. That is how we begin to see things change because we're willing to be agents of change. And so I want to make sure that we understand how critically important that is inside of the things that we do. Eric Doe, 323 that's our last call. That's right, our last call tonight. For those of you that may want to call in and speak up or have a comment, a question that you want to, hit number one on the keypad, and we're going to move on from there. If you're not, because we're right at that time today, and I want you to know that if you know someone that's in an abusive relationship, National Hotline, 1-800-799-7233, 1-800-799-SAFE. That is how you can reach the uh, National Hotline of uh, domestic violence, and I trust that as you reach beyond yourself, as you're willing to reach to a place that stores and holds nothing but hope for those that are in trouble, as you reach to that place, that you'll find yourself actually being that agent of change. And until next time, this is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. I want you to be in tune next Monday night. We're going to have a very spirited guest lined up uh, that's going to be with us, Sheila Bryan. Uh, she is a survivor. She will be on uh, next uh, week with us. We're going to have, uh, looking to have Sabrina Harris will be there as well. And so I'm looking forward to having so many that will be on next week. It is going to be power-packed with survivors that have come out of an abusive relationship. And I'm telling you, they're not just surviving. They're thriving. And we want you to tell someone, a neighbor, a friend, uh, to tune in on next week to that particular show. It is going to be absolutely incredible, and I want you to be a part of it. And I want to thank you tonight for being a part of the host, of being a part of the audience tonight. And until next time, remember, no one deserves to be abused and that you are better than that, and that you deserve simply the best. I'm glad that you're with us. If you'd like to reach us after the show, just please email us at jthicklin at destinybychoice.org or jthicklin at soulofamericaradio.com. You can reach us at those numbers today. And until next time, this is your host saying good evening and continue to raise your voice against domestic violence. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.